welcome to another special bonus episode of Gotta Have Heart Wrestling by yours truly, Jamal Honesty. And earlier, you know, I did an episode today about the 2008 Warner Bros. live from Mass Square Garden. And I just wanted to start to even take a step back, you know, and go back to the previous year of the 2007 Warner Bros., which I just watched a few moments ago. And I gotta say, for, you know, past excitement, you know, we haven't seen that much throughout the earlier 2000s, you know, but I gotta say, Tales of Warner kind of surprised me here, which had the last two remaining superstars in the world match themselves. Plus, he had a great tag team match kickoff show and three world title matches. So, even though five matches total, I think it really did live up to the standard of it being one of the more exciting Rumbles, you know? And also, it was the first Rumble to either feature the ECW Championship on the line and ECW Superstars in the Rumble itself. Alright, this will be live on January 28, 2007 from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas with an intense record of 13,500 fans. San Antonio, Texas has been memorable. They back to the memorable. I mean, which we saw, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin miraculously being declared a victor in a Rumble matchup, even though, in my mind, it shouldn't have been Bret the Hitman Hart, you know, being a two-time winner, but, you know... Things happen to WWE, you can't call what you can't see. We're hurt, kind of got screwed up the Rumble, I'll even admit it to that certain extent. And we saw Shawn Michaels defeat Cycle Sid to become the new WWE Champion in front of 66,000 of his hometown friends and family. What a Rumble moment that was, you know, to end off the 97 World Rumble that year. Ten years later, we're back in San Antonio, Texas, and this time in ATC Center, not in the Alamo Dome. But, you know, like I said, there's always a first time for everything here, yeah. you know? We had a dark match. We had um, JTG with Shaq Gaspar in his corner, known as the Crime Time Tag Team. Facing off place Lance Cade with Trevor Murdoch in his, in his corner. And JTG would defeat Lance Cade in the dark match here. That wasn't televised. You know, it doesn't end the event or even on the pre-show itself. So, I'm pretty sure what fans called it a pretty okay match. Decent match for dark match. So, yeah. Oh, man. Usually, every season it's memorable, you had... You know, team rated RKO Edge and Randy Orton being the tag team champions. Try to stay on the same page, but knowing that every man is for himself in the real match, they're going to figure some tried away that maybe they can both benefit from the process. We see someone who's dominant the Warren Bull as his best friend, or his Cold DX partner and brethren, who much had torn his ACO at New Year's Revolution 7. And Sean is just basically by himself now. But his hometown, St. Joe, Texas, Sean Michaels begins to think some magic could happen one more time. And we saw the Fiona Young taking this past night SmackDown destroy every superstar that got in his way on the SmackDown roster. Let it know that he will be part of the Rumble match himself also. Alright, first up, we got the Hardy Boys taking on Eminem, Mercury Nitro with Molina with Aaron Side. This is a pretty exciting matchup. You got two of these best tag teams here. You know, Eminem, three-time tag team champions. They've been catching tag teams the first night in WWE on SmackDown two years prior to Tom Flash from Eddie Guerrero and Stereo. That's pretty amazing. You can feed Eddie Guerrero and Mysterio in the tag team matchup on your very first night on SmackDown. That's what I never did here. You got the Hardy Boys. Real renowned tag team. Legendary tag team. One of the best tag teams in WWE history themselves. And come off that amazing Fan Hall 9 match at Armageddon Town 6. I talked about this in my podcast. And you got to feel so bad for Joel Mercury's broken nose there. I talked about all that blood and gushing out of his nose and eyes being swollen shut. Oh, man. He did come out with a face mask. Because having surgery, his face is pretty much still injured. You know, from that insane fatal four and ladder match at 
Armageddon last month. The Audi Boys will get the win with Jeff Hardy's Swanton Bomb on to John Natural getting one, two, three, getting a victory for them. And you will see Hardy Boys and not Mercury but Nitro evolved in the warm match later on there tonight. This match lasts 15 minutes and 27 seconds here. This is probably one of the more exciting tag team matches to open up a show. If you're going to have something open the Rumble, you're going to have a really, really, you want to have a really good tag team match up here. And that's what this provided. You know, you know the Hardy Boys want separate brands. Of course, Eminem being on the Raw brand. So, it was pretty fitting to see these two mix up, these two teams mixed up here. And to prove that the past generation tag team can defeat the new generation tag team. All right, next up, we see Bobby Lashley, Sean, Defending the championship against the test ECW championship. First time ever the ECW championship is being defended at the Rumble. This is how far, you know, ECW, you know, let me show you my opinion on this stuff. I love Bob Lashley. Him being the big show and five, four of the competitors in the Extreme Lashley Championship match at December to December in December of 96, oh, not in 96, 2006. That was a brilliant matchup. It, it was a way to boost Bob Lashley as a major competitor. Depending on the world championship on him, I think that was the right move, you know. You know, he's been as a champion when he was on SmackDown earlier, prior to 06, but, you know, you gotta think, the people on Raw SmackDown roster, you got the motive to, like, say, NXT, or even ECW, ECW in this case, 2006. It's not really the motion. It really is not. You just think of an opportunity to re-adventure some re-boost yourself, and that's what Bob Lashley did. You know, he really did, and he became ECW champion in the shortest amount of time, being the motive to ECW, so... Like I said, this is pretty much worth in Bob Lashley's favor. Now, Tess, Andrew Martin, his real name, rest in peace. He's deceased right now. But Tess, major player back in WWE, whether he was on Raw or SmackDown, always a big time superstar from the Attitude Era here in this new generation era of WWE. And you gotta really think of that. Tess, he's big muscular. He was trying to get the superstar on B World Champion ECW, who's gonna have to go through Bob Lashley here. And. Even though I wasn't quite a fan of the newly revived ECW back in 0506, they were trying to push the limits here. Get the ECW championship to be defended on a major stage at the Rumble. This is kind of, you know, taking down the brass ring. Be like, you know, stepped up. You know, ECW can be one of those major brands equal to Raw SmackDown that could really push themselves. You know, you know there were one one hour weekly show on Sci-Fi every Tuesday night, but they were still trying to find their own way. Get at least try to get back to the old ECW, in my opinion. So it's still pretty good in this part. All right, this match will be pretty much back and forth here. Bob Lashley, you know, getting the win because Tess via countout did not want to continue here. Bob Lashley will win by countout, keeping off the ECW World Championship in seven minutes and eighteen seconds here. So pretty decent matchup here, to least say the least here. All right, next up we have Batista. Defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Mr. Kennedy. Let me tell you how I was impressed when Mr. Kennedy came in for us. He defeated, mind you, all four World Champions he defeated. Whether it was The Antica, Ray Mysterio, Chris Benoit, um, I think even King Brooke at one point, you know, and probably somebody else. But, like, Mr. Kennedy, even though he had lost a few matches, he was a former NSA champion. He's been on a major role. Uh, he's already had this amazing last ride match with The Antica at Armageddon, even though he did lose. He found a way to beat the clock in January in 2007 to to get the challenge to Batista at the Rumble at that time. And I got to say, this was really cool. It was to see Mr. Kennedy a verge on the rise of being a made man star, going after the animal Batista. Ooh, Batista's been a red hot lady. Like I said, he was out majority in 2006. Batista wanted the most sad injury, had to go to the championship in January 2006. Comes back. 
Beast King Booker, I survived his town six in the same city that he vacated the championship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Had this cool match team with John Cena, there was King Booker, Finlay, the main event of Armageddon, wins the match up here. Batista's on a roll like nobody else here. On a major role. Even like as star as WWE Champion John Cena goes. But yeah, this was a chance for Mr. Kennedy to really like stay who he is, a major event player, and capture his first world championship here. Unlikely, not this man will cease assist for Mr. Kennedy here, as he will get defeated by Batista with the Batista bomb in 10 minutes and 29 seconds here. I'll admit though, Kennedy did, did, did prove himself worthy about dominating the most match against Batista, using his dirty tactics to try to win the championship. So, it wasn't really much of a pushover for Batista, but Mr. Kennedy did put up the fight. So, I gotta rate this match 3.5 stars out of 5. This is a pretty decent matchup for Matt Corp. You know, last 10 minutes and you know, 29 seconds, it was still a pretty good wartime match to kick off, you know, the Rumble Series here. Alright, we got John Cena defended the WWE Championship against Umaga with Armando Alejandro Estrada in his corner. This match would be a last man standing match for the WWE Championship. Mind you, Umaga, ever since coming to WWE after WrestleMania 22 the previous year, was undefeated for a whole entire year. Leading up to New Revolution pay-per-view in 2007, he went along with Cena. Cena found a way to pin Umaga 1-2-3, giving Umaga his first defeat in WWE's history. Of course, Umaga will not take that line down here, as him and his associate, or his manager, Armando, had two stipulations for the Rumble. Of course, he chose a last-man-stand match here. Cena didn't back down, signed the contract when they raw. Unfortunately, he got splashed to a table by Umaga six days prior to the Rumble event. And John Cena, it was Cena back in doctor's office, back in doctor's office of this event. Even Mr. Man asking if John Cena can continue and defend the championship. If not, Cena will get stripped of the championship. John Cena was going to this match with injured ribs here. I cannot stress how good this match was. You see many John Cena big time matches. You gotta, you pick like a top five. In my opinion, the last match between John Cena and Umaga would be up there as the top five best John Cena wartime matches ever. Like, seriously, ever. I enjoyed this match so much to the point that I, when I watched him start to finish, and you see a parts match up here where Johnson lifts up those heavy steel steps, tosses him over the top ropes, outside ring, and quacks him on the right in the head here. This is pretty surreal. This is really that surreal. Even see a spot where he has Johnson, who oh my God, Johnson laid up on the nails table here, on the ECW nails table. And you got all three announce tables, Raw, SmackDown, and ECW. Umaga went from one end, from SmackDown, to the Raw announce table, to the next one, and tried to splash Cena and misses. Umaga still had enough to stand up here. Mind Johnson was busted open from ear to ear. And one of those bad John Cena's busted up in moments. You've seen John Cena busted up in probably another infamous, you know, match where John Cena was really busted open was Judgment Day Town 5, the icon match against JBL. You thought that was something. This would almost kind of be like that, similar to that. You know, how Blake Johnson's bus are falling over his head. Oh, man. There's even the last moment's match where Armando took apart the top rope of the whole entire ring. And he had one part of the turn with the steel on the back of it. A steel spike, if you want to call it that. Tried to, uh, tried to hit Cena. Cena, listen, I got for the FU. Plants with FU and John Cena will do the STF with the ropes tied around Umaga's neck and try to choke him out. This is such bro had that rope locked in for making a minute, almost two minutes. He let go. Umaga stirred into the speed here. John Cena 
will get back in the SCF and wrap the most ropes around the manga's head. This is crazy. Forcing the manga to pass out and not be able to answer the count of 10. This is surreal. This is pretty surreal. Jonathan getting a win and retaining his WWE Championship. This is amazing. I would rate this match 4.5 out of 5 stars. This was a, one of the best last game matches I've ever seen. It really is. You go from the first one, you see uh, The Rock and Mankind from St. Valentine's Day Massacre, February 14, 1999, all the way to this one. You see some brutal matches, this has got to be one of the top 10, you know. But for me, top 5 best John Cena all time matches ever. This match was brutal. This last match, this match will last 23 minutes and 9 seconds here. This will be Amaga's second loss in WWE's history, or in this record, record book, I should say. But, man, you got to take that away from Cena. Again, like I said in my uh, podcast about the previous episode, Rumble 2008, take that away from Cena. When it comes to big-time all-time matches, about 90, 85-90% of the time, he's going to win. It's pretty much flattened out. He's going to win. Either win the championship or retain the championship. This one, he retained the championship. And it was so amazing to see that. John Cena Coleman's match with injured ribs and still be able to take on a 375-pounder Umaga. You know, Samoan, you know, Samoan machine, whatever you want to call Umaga. Rest in peace, you know. But, like, this is amazing. This match, from start to finish, had me on my toes. This was a really good match right here. I, I enjoyed this. I really did. Alright, coming next, we got the Royal Rumble matchup 30 men. Raw, SmackDown, ECW. This is also real here. And well, if you want to kick off the Royal Rumble, you got to kick it off with some, some somebody special. You kick it off with the 16-time world champion, Rams, Ric Flair. I about to say that, Mysterio. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Ric Flair coming out number one here. And SmackDown, Finlay coming out number two. This is pretty amazing here. You got number three coming out, Kenny Dykstra here, as he gets eliminated by, let's see, Edge? Yeah, because number four coming out, Matt Hardy from SmackDown. Number five will be Raw's Edge, who eliminates Kenny Dykstra. So, pretty good showing here. And Ruben Ruffler didn't last too long. Ruffler lasted five minutes and 40 seconds, getting eliminated both Edge and Kenny Dykstra. Mind you, Kenny Dykstra was only 20 years old and this rumble match here. That means, when the very first rumble came out, he was probably wasn't even born yet. Or probably less than a year old. He was an infant. You know, this is pretty crazy. You know? The youngest superstar, I think, at this point, to ever compete in a Rumble match up here. It's, it's going to be a, a concept. That's a record right there. Number six, you got ECW's Tommy Dreamer. Number seven, Sabu. Number eight, SmackDown's Gregory Helms. Number nine, Raw Shot Measurement. And number ten, Kane from SmackDown. Let me tell you all Kane's dominance. This was Kane's ninth straight Rumble event here. And like I said, Kane's broken records. Kane eliminated 11 people in one Rumble match in 2001, and that was six years ago before this one. Kane's dominance will continue here because he had, well, Sabu has set the table outside the ring here, and Kane, with Chelsea and Sabu right through that announce table, causing Sabu to be eliminated, and probably one of her most <laughs> impressive eliminations I've ever seen. So this is pretty crazy here. Number 11, comes out ECW CM Punk. Number 12, King Booker. King Booker was determined to get back to the world champion that he lost to Batista at the Survivor Series here. Well, King Booker sadly eliminated by Kane at 9 minutes and 23 seconds. Didn't last too long here. Level 13, Super Crazy from Raw. Number 14, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, who I competed earlier tonight in the tag team matchup here, pretty much was tired, but he still wanted to win to go to WrestleMania. Number 15, Sandman. Doing the usual entrance coming out through the crowd here. And number 16, Randy Orton here. 
Edge is still in the match. So for now, until it gets down to them two, Randy and Edge has decided to work together. They are the World Tag Team Champions for Monday Raw. Number 17, SmackDown's United Champion Chris Benoit here. Number 18, ECW's Rob Van Dam. Number 19, Spencer. Number 20, Johnny Nitro, who had also tweeted earlier tonight, is out here as well. Number 21, Kevin Thorne. Number 22, Hardcore from ECW. And just when everybody started gang up to eliminate Vincera, out comes number 23, the hometown boy, Shawn Michaels, comes out here. And it was Vince Finley. Finley won, been coming to number second. Finley will last 32 minutes and 32 seconds before eliminated by Shawn Michaels as soon as Shawn Michaels into the ring here. And Vincera, you know, with the help of Shawn Michaels, Vincera got eliminated by 10 superstars in 6 minutes and 12, 22 seconds here. This is pretty amazing. Wow. Number 24, Chris Masters, Money Raw. Number 25, Chavo Guerrero. Number 26, Montel Bontavious Porter. MVP. MVP, <laughs> all the MVP has been through in his career. That's his career. This is the MVP's first round match up here. But you go back, you watch some of the earliest matches against the, against Kane on SmackDown in the street fights, in the steel cage matches, in the last minute standing match, well, the no holds bar matches. I think MVP, as first time wrestling, you know, high paid superstar on SmackDown, this, he would do pretty decent. You know, I like MVP's room when we first came to WWE. Alright, next up we got 27 with Carlito. They luck number 27. Four men have won from the number 27 spot. Hopefully Carlito will get lucky here. But let's not hold our breaths. This is the one route though. Anything can happen. Number 28, the great Carly from Monday Raw. Mind you, we're Carly been on Raw since January 1st, 2007 when he got transferred from SmackDown Raw. This is pretty surreal here. Great Carly. We'll eliminate seven superstars here, including The Miz, that came on number 29. And it's, it's, it's just like Collins going to dominate the Sanchez Garcinia. Until number 30 hits, the Phenom, The Undertaker, comes out number 30. Would eliminate Collie in 3 minutes and 30 19 seconds here with just him by himself. Like, this is impressive. Undertaker, one man, The Undertaker, to eliminate the 7'4 monster, the great Collie. This is, this is surreal, earlier. And pretty much the match could dominate until it came out to Edge, Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker. Pretty surreal here. Oh, man. At first, you had Edge and Randy Orton double-team Shawn Michaels. Randy Orton has the RKO on Shawn Michaels. Um, Randy Orton has The Undertaker with a steel chair that MVP originally brought to the ring, but didn't use it. Instead, but used by teammate RKO here. And just we're about to do another chair to The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels pops up, eliminates Randy Orton, then super kicks Edge out over the top rope. We have the final two participants, Edge and Shawn, I mean, Undertaker Shawn Michaels here. How fitting, and that, that long storied history between Undertaker Shawn Michaels that the 2007 World Rumble will come down to them. In San Antonio, Texas, and Shawn Michaels' hometown, with all these fans riding behind Shawn Michaels, but also you got many fans in the arena that are rooting for the Undertaker to win. This is so surreal. This is like one of those dream fantasy World Rumble endings, and we got that. Here in Santino, Texas. These two will nip up and sit up here. We got Schmuckles all over the Undertaker with the mountain of punch on the top rope. Getting thrown back down here. We will see the point where Undertaker is going to suplex Schmuckles to the outside of the ring here on the top rope. Digger successful here. Knocks the Undertaker down on the top rope. Schmuckles lays out with the elbow. Schmuckles has a sweet chin music. Counter by the Undertaker into a choke slam here. Schmuckles was set up again and knocks the Undertaker out with sweet chin music here. As Shawn Michaels is preparing for another sweet super kick, Undertaker is using ropes to help him get himself up. And then we switch Shawn Michaels switch to music, Undertaker counts and backflips Shawn Michaels over the top rope to win the talented Warren Boat. Undertaker, in the first time in his career, has won the Warren Boat matchup here. 
earning the spot in the main event to challenge for any champion that he wants at WrestleMania 23. Oh, man. I got to admit, as the Undertaker fan, when I watched the Thompson War Rumble, I was so happy to see that. Because now, finally, after five years, the Undertaker was going to the Battle 4 Championship at an event, he does not lose that WrestleMania. This is so surreal. You know, as a fan, I cheered, I cheered my ass off the Undertaker that night, and it seemed like my pick to win Rumble had come true. Finally. So, <laughs> this is a pretty amazing finish to any warm event that recently happened in the, two th- in, the, in the 2000s era. So, this is amazing, yeah. It was Shawn Michaels only disappointed not winning the Rumble, but like I said, if not Shawn Michaels, definitely the take Well, I'm, I don't know what kind of surprise we're going to see. We're going to see a magical Final Four or Final, or final Two in this year's 2021 Rumble. Find out Sunday, January 31st. Live on Dutch Network from St. Petersburg, Florida, in the Thunderdome 2.0. No? 2.0? Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining to listen to the episode to my bonus episode of this podcast, Gotta Have Heart Wrestling. I'm smelling t shirts coming out soon. Selling merchandise real soon. Check out my website, gottahaveheartw.com. Again, that's gottahaveheartw.com. And follow my Twitter. I do Twitter a lot. At Phenomenal1J. That's Twitter, at Phenomenal number. Number one, Jay. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the evening, ladies and gentlemen.